money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Yay! It's Friday morning and Reb and Dave are ready to talk money and and, uh, I guess uh, for you, uh, all of you that are listening, you can talk money too. If you're there with your spouse or you're there and, and you just want to yell at the radio, oh, that's fine, or yell at the whatever uh, technology you're using. Um, yeah, we love the conversation. And this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. And um, I'm excited about today because the, the topic is a little bit controversial. But before we get into that... Uh, <laughs> Before we if get into get that, if you get mad at us, you can yell at the radio or do like our some of our kids used to do: run to their room and scream in their pillows. Okay. So if you really don't like what we say, okay, well we'll well, that's we'll, not a we'll, great we'll, segue. we'll set the stage. So first, we want to say thank you to Bold Care. Bold is sponsoring this show. Uh, if you haven't uh, kind of rubbed up against Bold, he's a fellow podcaster. He's a certified uh, kingdom advisor. Uh, and he, we just love doing stuff together. So uh, Bold, if you haven't heard his podcast, it's Thrive 1110. Look it up on any of the podcasting platforms that you, uh, that you may use. Uh, and of course, here in Ottawa, chri.ca. His uh, podcast is on at 9 o'clock on Monday mornings. So thanks, Bold, and check out Bold's podcast. And uh, if you're looking for our archive shows, then morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, notmine.ca, and then, of course, your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, and if we're not on your platform, let us know. Uh, reach out, info at more than enough. Uh, reach out to us and say, hey, we're not on it, and, and we'll see what we can do. I don't think you need to say that anymore. Ah. Hey, I was on a podcasting platform the other day, and we, we were not there. there. So all right, all right. it happens. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, get that corrected. And, of course, today, um, regular guest. Ray Borg from Financial Disciples. He's not regular. He's our special guest. He's a regular special (laughs) guest. He's a unique special regular guest. I stand corrected. Ray, forgive me. You're our special (laughs) regular regular guest. Well, it just sounded so. Anyway, I've been feisty with you all morning today. It's going to be a great show. Yes, it is. Thanks, Ray, for coming again. Good to be with you again. So. I just want to clarify, you are still with notmine.ca after all these months. We can still say that yes. you're, an, you're a champion of financial fitness. Mm-hmm. Financial discipleship is key. Yes. All right. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So take a big sp- breath. <laughs> do, we, do we need to do a disclaimer first? No, no. Okay. Just let me speak. <laughs> Uh, maybe Ray should do some counseling with us. Anyway, no, that won't happen. Um, not this morning. Um, we are going to talk about tithing. So, uh, we, I'm just going to say tithing can be a controversial issue. If you didn't know it was controversial, then just pretend you didn't hear me say that. You know, um, there are a lot of different opinions out there about tithing and we'll explain, I'll, I'll get ready to explain that in a minute, what, uh, historically tithing is. Um, but I do uh, want to read a uh, scripture verse from Genesis 14, 
which actually has been really speaking to me um, because it's referenced in the book of Hebrews as well. But this is the first place where we see the word tithe, I guess, in the English language, that Abram gave a tenth of the spoils of the war that he had just uh, fought because he went in to go get his nephew Lot back and get a whole bunch of uh, things that were taken. And he, uh, Melchizedek, who is a high priest, who it says in Hebrews did not have mother, father, there was no lineage on earth. So he was of the highest order and he was this special man. He was the king of Salem and the, uh, uh, the greatest high priest. And he, Melchizedek comes out to meet Abram when he's coming back with the spoils. And it says in Genesis 14, verse 18, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God most high, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God most high, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. He gave him a tithe. Tithe means to give a tenth. The king of Sodom said to Abram, give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. But this is the significant thing for me that God's been speaking to me about. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, oh yeah, Sodom, sorry, not Salem. He was the king of Sodom. With raised hand, I have sworn an oath to the Lord, God most high, creator of heaven and earth, that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the strap of a sandal, so that it will never be able to say, I made Abram rich. And there's a lot in there. So number one, this is the first time we see this kind of t giving of a tenth of the spoils that we see in the Old Testament. It was before the law was given to Moses. Um, and then to me, that was significant that Abram said, I'm not going to take anything back from you. Like, I'm not taking anything. He later says, well, you know, these three guys can have some stuff, but I'm not doing it because I don't want anybody to get credit for what God's going to do except God himself. And he was honoring his relationship with the Lord. And then it speaks to his relationship with the Lord and what kind of relationship did he have? Well, he was, he was such a, a man that God would say, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. So it's, there's so much packed in here, um, but we want to dig into that issue of tithing because um, we just all, the three of us have just read an article by uh, another financial uh, fitness teacher, I guess. Um, you can tell we read, we read, uh, you know, financial podcasts all the time, like Bob, crazy, right? Bob, so. Bob, somebody louder. from, Bob Bob louder. from Seed Time. Yeah. And so he and his wife did a podcast and I will include it in the show notes, um, where you can go and listen to their podcast or read the show. Um, but he taught, he got, he made some comments that got us thinking. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but Ray, could you just start us off by explaining just a bit more about what the tithe is and how we how the church traditionally traditionally is using that in the in the church well i think um if we look back in scripture it's often um back in the law of moses and the mosaic law under the first covenant people god laid out his expectations for the nation of israel he really basically when he he 
um, drew them out of Egypt, he gave them an understanding of what the infrastructure of what a nation should look like. And so part of it was when he gave the Mosaic Law was a sense of tithing, that as you gave to the Lord, uh, the Lord spoke about how blessings would be released. If you go into Deuteronomy 28, if we are blessing the Lord, we are stewarding to the degree we all know to do, uh, then these are the blessings you will reap. And then if you don't, then there are curses. Uh, and part of it has to do with tithe being part of stewardship, and, which we see in the garden already when uh, uh, the Lord spoke to Adam about stewarding everything. Everything belongs to him. And so there was this sense there that that was part of the commitment to, uh, to come up to Jerusalem in the time of feast and bring your offering for the support of the temple worship and the Levites who served in the house of the Lord. Um, and if you couldn't do that, in fact, Scripture says that you, if you felt you were at risk and couldn't make that journey, uh, then you would take it and you would minister to orphans and widows and the poor amongst you. Um, so often the tithe, as traditionally has been taught, is about giving a tent to the church. Uh, and then your giving and your offerings are above those uh, 10%. Uh, so traditionally, I think in most um, streams of faith, that's often been the, the foundation and of understanding is giving attempts to the church because that is a place where you are being fed and um, this is a way of supporting the work of the Lord. Okay. So do you have a comment to make? Because there, there's the percentage part. So I think sometimes, you know, folks come to us, and I don't know if in your experience with financial discipleship, whether people are asking you, well, if I'm in debt, should I tithe? You know, um, my pastor has just said, if I'm not tithing, I'm, I'm you know, there's these, these attachments to tithing, then I'm not going to be blessed if I don't tithe. And I mean, I... There's lots of things I'm already asking that can be controversial in our thinking. Um, but I think one of the things I want to make clear is that as we were talking about this before the show, our giving, our sharing, our stewardship, our generosity, our tithing, and I'm using air quotes, is all connected to what Abrams was connected to. And that is his relationship with the Lord. Because his giving was very driven by his honoring and, and relationship with God. And we want to really make it clear today, whatever you call it, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, some folks say that tithing shouldn't be a thing because Jesus didn't talk about it in the New Testament. Dave and I have our own personal ideas, um, but we it's caused division long enough mm -hmm. in the church mm -hmm. and we don't want to do that. We want to encourage you to be stewards. We want to encourage you to give, to share. Whether you have debt or not, you can still give and share. And understand that um, just because you give a tenth doesn't mean you're in the, you're not, God's not a slot machine, mm -hmm. would you, right? Mm -hmm. We don't put the tenth tithe into the slot machine and pull it and see the blessings come out. I mean, there are blessings related to giving. But God, sometimes we've taken that teaching and turned him into a slot machine, if I can say that as respectfully as possible. So that's as controversial I'm going to get. You guys can 
Well, I, w- I was just thinking, you know, in, in what you said, Ray, about, you know, there there's there's absolutely, I mean, there is tithing as covenant, right? And there, then there, there's tithing as legalism. So as we look at the Old Testament, um, you know, whether it's Abraham or Abram at that point, and, and, you know, there's no law there. So, you know, that's not really a covenant thing that he did. And it's not illegal, you know, it's, there's no legalism in what he did. Although, when you read his response, he's very, in a sense, emphatic about, listen, I don't even want to take a, like a, thread. A, a thread from your sandal to take away from the glory of God. Like, it is God that has, I mean, Abram knows that he uh, has been blessed by God. He knows that there's a promise out there uh, that God has spoken over him and his descendants. And he is basically saying, listen, it is not man that's going to make this happen. It is God that's going to make happen. So, so there is a, you know, later on in history, we, we, we then get it down on, you know, on the tablets and it becomes a covenant. Tithing becomes a covenant thing and it becomes, in a sense, a legal, it, it moves towards legalism throughout the centuries where I, I still think we, you know, when we look at the heart of God and the DNA of God and we go, where, you know, each of the tithes that we read in the covenant and in the legalism, had a specific purpose. It, it, God is very clear about saying, if you do this, if you give a tenth to the Levites, that is in recompense for the fact that they didn't get land as part of the inheritance going into the promised land. They are serving me, and, and in a sense, God hasn't given them their share, and again, air quotes, their share of the dividing of the, the good land that God had provided to the other 11 tribes. So that is, you know, the purpose, one purpose of one of the tithes, right? And so, you know, is there legalism there? Well, obviously, if you're a Levite, you really want people <laughs> to give their full tithe. But even the Levites then would, would be tithing off of the, those, uh, those gifts and offerings and tithes and they would be giving a hundred, you know, their tenth to the poor. So there was this, again, God saying, listen, I want our economy, I want the, the structure, as you said, around how to live as you live in this promised land, as you live in this place where God has established his kingdom to come here on earth through his people, through the people that he has chosen here on earth, he's like, this is the way that you need to live. This is what's going to actually make it all happen. But I like in, in Bob and, and Linda in their podcast, I like their last point, which was tithing is worship. And I think let's kind of talk that through. What does that look like when when we have tithing as worship? Um, again, not pushing away maybe that the covenant part or even the legalism part, um, but to go... What does tithing as worship look like? Because I think this is what Abraham was doing. What do you think on that, Ray? Well, you know, as you read that scripture, um, Reb, it's interesting. Um, in verse 18, it starts there that Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Um, so when they came together, they had communion. Mm-hmm. They had fellowship together. And, and this is pre-Mosaic time. Um, that hadn't been laid out yet. But in the heart of Abram, he had a heart to have intimacy 
with Melchizedek. They sat down, they had communion together, they had fellowship together, they had the sharing of hearts around those kinds of things. And in the honoring that, then he says the tithe. And so, David, when you talk about the whole aspect of worship, um, for me, it's it does. It comes out of that place of, of uh, dependence on the Lord, that place of enjoyment with him, place of having uh, fellowship with him and intimacy. Um, and I, I was looking um, at the scripture again in um, 2 Corinthians, um, where Paul's talking about um, um, verse 6 of chapter 9, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Mm-hmm. What is the attitude of the heart? It's not like a slot machine that I'm going to get something out of, but a sense of uh, that place of intimacy. It says, not giving grudgingly or uh, out of necessity, which is interesting, but because God loves a cheerful giver and God is more than able, all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. And that whole sense of giving cheerfully has to do with good nature, joyfully and willingly. That sense of merriment, uh, a sense of joy in releasing, um, which I suspect Abram did with Melchizedek. Uh, just the joy of doing that, to just bless him. Uh, and I, you know what? Reading Bob and Linda's article, that just really struck a chord in me. That that's mm-hmm. to me, is worship. It's joy. And just releasing back to him with an excitement. Say, God, I want to partner with you. You're doing amazing things. Um, and whatever that may look like, I can't see all of, the, all of that because we only see in part. But Lord, you see the bigger part, and I just want to be a part of that. By giving, I'm extending your kingdom. And, you know, the Abram does that in terms of the example. You know, he says, with a raised hand, and, you know, there's two things. That could be interpreted as worship if you want, want to do that. Uh, uh, but the other thing is, you know, he says, I have sworn an oath to the Lord. And that speaks to the verse you just read, where what he had committed in his heart to do, he was going to do uh, as a, as just honoring to the Lord. And, and again, that goes to his own... Um, his own commitment only, one and only before the Lord, right? This is his, like, I have made this this thing in my heart to say, um, you know, I just want to honor and, and, and worship and praise the Lord when it comes to receiving the spoils and, and, and uh, you know, and honoring the Lord them. and releasing them. Yeah. Well, as, as Bob said in his article, he said, it's about um, demonstrating an allegiance to the Lord, that sense of he's my source anyway, but Lord, I'm aligning myself with you and um, that you've given it all and you are my all. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I have so many thoughts in my head. I'm like, <laughs> where are we going to go? Um, you know, tithing, it can be controversial because some say, well, this is what you have to do. And if you're not, you know, we often hear it. Um, well, you know, if you don't, we're tithing, so God's really blessing us. You know, once I started giving, God just started blessing us. And David and I stay away from all of that because we know a lot of poor people who have a heart to give, and it's really hard that they aren't. Mm. So we go to that place of worship where we say, you know, we want to we take the language out of it, and we say, okay, 
you're feeling this pressure like you mentioned that word necessity like don't give just out of necessity like you feel like you know but maybe there's other things maybe our eyes are open maybe our eyes haven't been open before to the blessing of God so even when we weren't tithing maybe we didn't see it because our heart wasn't open so However that works, I'm just really careful that we don't treat God like a, well, if I do this for him, he's going to do this for me. And I know scripture says that in the Old Testament, like, I'm going to, you know, do this and I'm going to bless you. You don't do it. I'm cursing you. Like you just said that, like, those are hard blessing. Like curse is a hard word to hear from the Lord. (laughs) But we see so many stories where people thought, well, Elizabeth was cursed because she wasn't pregnant in her old age right or or Samuel's mom Hannah right like they there was all this well you must be doing something wrong so then we go to people in the church and say well are you tithing cuz there's something wrong you know but but what if we took all of that out even if you're a firm believer in tithing even if you are like passionate about tithing you're doing it out of the freedom of your relationship in Christ So even if you're choosing 10% and you believe that that's the way to go, or if you say, you know what, tithing isn't a thing for me anymore, but you're both doing it. You've got one brother in Christ on one side of the rail, and you've got the other on the other side in the belief system about tithing. But if you're both doing it cheerfully, you've decided in your heart what you're going to do, then God's going to meet you there, and you can do it joyfully. So even if we don't agree on the issue of tithing, we can do it in freedom, right? We can give 10% in freedom, still believing, yeah, I'm going to do it. Or we can say, you know what? You know what? I I don't agree with that. All I can manage this year is 3%. I remember when we were talking about it, if you've never given before, you... And be, and, well, and then you're missing out, right? Well, okay, <laughs> well, yes, but but as far as percentages, we're always like, I always feel like we're like, I, I'm okay if I give 10%, right? God's going to be pleased with me, right? Right? Like if I yeah, give 10%. Okay. But it's not based on that. God doesn't really need our money. But he wants relationship and he wants us to give and build the kingdom. If we look at the widow with two mites, it was two mites. But it was 100% of what she had. David and I are always about the 100% percentage. Uh, And Reb, you mentioned that. But uh, I love that, that scene where Jesus clearly points out, you know, that uh, we don't know what happened um, to, to the widow with the two mites. We, um, but, you know, again, if I were to take that, well, if I give my 10%, then I'll be blessed. Well, then the rich guy, I mean, we don't know how much percentage-wise he was giving, but he looked blessed. He looked like he was blessed, and the widow didn't look like she was blessed, and yet God, Jesus clearly honors her and says, listen, this woman has given everything. And, and again, in the context of an act of worship to the King of Kings, Jesus is just pointing out the percentage doesn't matter, the amount doesn't matter, uh, what is going on in the quietness of, of your relationship with God. And, and this goes back to Abram, where he says, I've committed in my heart that this is going to happen, that I am only going to give glory to God for the blessing that I've experienced from him. And and isn't that, in a sense, what Jesus is pointing out in that scene? Is just, there is a blessing. Um, but when we look at it from the outside, it 
the he's Jesus is pointing out the blessing in in the widow and saying, "Look at her, she will be honored and 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 I see her heart, and there's much 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 more there um so yeah, I think that's just a a beautiful scene i've out i mean i it's one of my favorites, as you know. You know, I think it is. It's, for me, it's a matter of the heart. You know, Jesus drew the attention to the, the widow with the, the two mites, and then he drew the attention to the Pharisees, who the people would have esteemed in that day and saw, you know, they were blessed, you know, walking around well-dressed and that kind of stuff. But they had become so legalistic down to their herbs being <laughs> tithed yeah. on. And it was like, you know what, you've moved, you've lost the understanding and the purpose of the whole notion of tithing. If you've gotten it down to that, and I think that's where, you know, Bob and Linda are talking about the whole area of legalism that becomes part of the shame and condemnation that people struggle with sometimes. And and recognizing that Jesus never came to bring condemnation uh, and shame to anybody. And when we sense that or feel manipulated so that should be just something that always we're aware of. That that's not what the Lord is looking at. As that scripture in Second Corinthians nine, it's about the heart issue about giving to the Lord and doing it joyfully, not out of condemnation or uh, a long preach about it. Just yeah. saying, you have to have to. You just said something that jumped out at me, and I don't know if I'm going to phrase it right, but you said that we've lost we've lost the gist of really what God was establishing, even, even for Moses and the people of Israel. The Levites needed provision. So, so, you know, hopefully they were doing it gladly to provide for those ministers of the Lord. And have, I guess that's another question. So have we lost our joy? Have we lost the focus of actually what giving is about? So, um, some of us are box checkers because I, I like to check boxes every day on my list. Um, some of us have turned the giving to the Lord category into a check mark. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I've given my tithe and I'm good. And then we don't think about, we close our heart to the other opportunities. And I guess that's our question we can leave listeners with today. You know, are we, have we lost what really the tithe of the provision for God's people and for the kingdom? Have we lost the focus? So, mm-hmm. so yeah. that. But, and, and I, and I think there is room for, you know, I'm going to say tithing is covenant, tithing, tithing is legalism and tithing is worship. But, but let's, let's really go like there's room for, we need to make a commitment in our heart. To I'm gonna I'm gonna intentionally give this money away. I'm gonna make it uh, like like Abram did. He says I'm I need to set that in my heart because if I don't, then I'm blown by any way, wind or wave that that comes along. Um, where when I commit in my heart, as Ray you read, you said in in Corinthians, uh, we don't want that to be legalism. But 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 I think there's something there about covenant, and there's something there about about saying. But it has to be kind of blanketed and wrapped in worship. And, uh, you know, going back to, again, both of those verses, the, the Corinthians verse and back to Abram's scene and saying, 
they, they, both of those are wrapped in worship and there's freedom in that and it's worship of the Lord and it's having the heart of God and seeing the world around us the way that, that God wants us to see it. And I got to stop there because we're almost at the end of the show. No, I wanted to give Ray another chance to end the show for us. Well, I just, you know, as I heard David talking, I'm thinking, you know, I think we all have goalposts in our heart and life in terms of giving. Uh, whether it's 10% because that's how you were raised or, or just out of a flow of joy with the Lord. Um, but I know for, for, for my wife and I, that is part of our joy. It's like, Lord, we, this is all you've given to us. Um, Father, where is it you want this money to go? Because we want to bless you through that process uh, and not lose that place of joy and intimacy with him. And I think that would be my challenge to what you just said, Reb, to the listeners is if we've lost our joy in giving, we need to take a step back and say, Lord, what is it that I'm giving? You do and ask us to give. So, But how have I come in under anything that wasn't any of your heart? And how can I have your heart once again in this whole area? All right. So uh, there it is. If you've got comments, uh, info at more than enough, uh, reach out to us. And uh, you know what? We're just going to wrap it up there. Join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.